Welcome to Rise From The Scars podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Whiting. This is episode eight, and I want to talk about the meaning of Juneteenth. You may notice in my voice that it's a little raspy or a little scratchy sound, a little different than usual. Um, So forgive me for that in advance. I'm recovering from being ill, um, but I'm doing okay. I just thought this topic was very important to discuss at this moment in history. This podcast is to help educate folks on a little bit of history that may not have been told. And I apologize in advance if this offends some, it is not intended to. It's more intended to educate more than anything. As you may know, a confluence of national politics, grief, and outrage following the murders of Black Americans by police has helped bring about the Juneteenth holiday which will be celebrated annually on June the 19th, which is new prominence across the country. Juneteenth is tied to the story of enslaved black people in Galveston, Texas, who learned that they had been emancipated close to two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation had formally been put into place. So it commemorates the end of racial chattel slavery across the U.S., but it's also tied to that particular event where you have people who were still living in bondage even after the Emancipation Proclamation had technically emancipated them some two and a half years prior. I think the symbolism of the delayed response continues to be a big part, an important part of the work. So in fact, there were some enslaved black people who continued to be forced to work um, for their masters illegally. And in some cases, up to six years later. That time lapse is very striking and it adds a poignant layer to this idea of celebration. One of the things that's important to realize is that Juneteenth is not the first commemorative event of this kind for black people. It is actually preceded by a number of different quote-unquote Freedom Day celebrations that black people observe in their political and cultural lives. So these freedom type celebrations are always commemorated uh, by suffering of black people, something that they've experienced pertaining to slavery, but they're always aspirational, right? Mm, Think about it. Because while they're celebrating freedom, there is a deep awareness that freedom for black people continues to be incomplete. So one of the first celebrations of its type was of Haiti, becoming the first black republic in the Americas on January 1st, 1804. And that was after the Haitian Revolution. But one of the earliest freedom celebrations connected to slavery in the United States began after the ending of the transatlantic slave trade on January 1st, 1808. This was a turning point in Black American history for a number of reasons. It didn't mean the end of slavery in America, and some Americans continued to participate in illegal uh, means of slavery, international trading of enslaved people 
even after 1808. But this is to say that the first freedom celebrations did a very similar kind of work that Juneteenth is doing that came after the Civil War. They commemorated the suffering and deliverance of people of color. It wasn't only about them being enslaved, but also a protracted struggle to make freedom a real thing. There were other celebrations. The abolition of slavery in New York on July 4th, 1827, became a formal freedom celebration day that people of color engaged in, though they celebrated it on the 5th, that it might have its own day. It also served as a critique of July 4th. The end of slavery in the British West Indies in 1834 became one of the most widely celebrated freedom celebrations in the 19th century, which again precedes Juneteenth. So what you start to see is a black political culture and national identity among black people forming in a nation where they are an estranged people. Because even as some of them are free, living in the North, the realities of slavery tormented them as well. Even if they weren't put physically in bondage. So these Freedom Days celebrations are always commemorative of suffering that people of color had to experience as it pertains to slavery. They marked important milestones in a much broader vision and aim for abolition. But they're always aspirational, right? Because while they're celebrating freedom, there is a deep awareness that freedom for black people continues to be incomplete. They're commemorating the end of slavery, even as slavery is alive and well in the world in which they're living. Freedom Day type celebrations continue to be important because they're aspirational quality, even to this day. So Juneteenth continues to be important, not just because it marks the end of slavery, but because it becomes a ritualized political holiday that tells and retells the story of black people's ongoing struggle in a nation that's so invested in forgetting. So the question becomes, is Juneteenth the turning point? Well, it may not be the turning point, but it allows for greater conversation broader efforts to address the generalization and deprivation of people of color and what they've experienced as a result of slavery and the generations of exclusion from equal opportunities for social mobility. So looking at Juneteenth on a national level, celebrating and commemorating it is a good thing because it can open up conversation and create platforms and opportunities for people to have more pointed discussions around these histories. Having these discussions are hard, true enough. But unless we have the conversation and understand everyone from both sides, no one can ever grow. But if we do it together and be open enough to be honest about the history, then growth comes. So let's continue to mark the history and see where we go from here.